Welcome to episode 111 of the Marvel Studios News Podcast. My name is Sean Gerber, and I am happy to be joined by Paul Herman. Paul, how's it going? Uh, I am doing extremely well right now, Sean, because I just snapped Venom's head back on his or uh, head back on his body. That's right. Paul got- is playing with Marvel Legends figures as we record yes. this episode. <laughs> And so just to give you a little behind the scenes thing. So, well, well, real quickly, I should introduce the topic. That would be much more professional. So we are continuing our in the end game series. This is our lead up to Avengers end game, obviously. So we're going to be talking about various characters in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, talking about their arcs and what we think the end game will be for them. Now, Previously, we've done Iron Man, and for in episode 109 of the podcast, we also did the Hulk in slash Bruce Banner in episode 110 of the podcast. So, Iron Man and Hulk got their own show, but we have way too many characters to cover uh, in order to give everybody their own show. So, some characters are going to have to share, and and also it's characters that haven't necessarily had as much of the spotlight to themselves because they haven't had a solo film, and even though they've been in team-up films, they haven't necessarily had the most prominent roles in those ensemble pictures. So some characters we can cover, uh, we can cover more than one uh, in a single episode. And that's going to be the case for this week's episode because in this, this week it's going to be... Uh, yeah, that's how bad I am. This week it's going to be Vision and Scarlet Witch who are in the end game now. So, uh, Paul, we're going to be talking about Vision and Scarlet Witch. We're going to talk about uh, these characters as they were introduced, both of them, in Avengers Age of Ultron, and then tracking them through Infinity War and figuring out what we think the end game is going to be. But one little production note behind the scenes for you here. This is normally where I like to throw out some thank yous to people on the Patreon, but I don't know who has joined the Patreon between episode 110 and 111, because we're recording episode 111 just minutes after we recorded episode 110 of the podcast. So if we're not aware of any news that may have broken over the past couple of days, uh, that's because we are recording this episode on Friday, March 1st. So we don't know what news broke uh, in the early part of you know the week starting on what March 4th, which is also the day that, uh, or no, March yeah, March 4th is the day Captain Marvel premieres. Uh, and then at the end of that week, of course, Captain Marvel mm. hits theaters. Uh, so anyway, we don't know what's happened with all that stuff yet. Uh, but we are gonna, we do know what's happened with Vision and Scarlet Witch, so that's what we're going to talk about in this episode. And I think it fits that we're pairing these characters together because they've been getting closer and closer together. And it seems like they're also going to be sharing a series on Disney+. Plus. So that will probably inform some of the things that we think about for these characters and their endgame uh, through this first era, this three-phase era of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, which culminates in Avengers in less than two months. That's the other thing is now that it's March, we get to say Avengers Endgame is next month, which I think is pretty fun. Uh, almost That's as nuts. good as being able to say Avengers Endgame is this month. Um, Ooh. But uh, let's uh, let's talk about uh, Vision and Scarlet Witch. I guess let's start with Scarlet Witch because she shows up first. She shows up before Vision in Avengers: Age of Ultron. So we will go ahead and just go in chronological order in terms of when each character was introduced. I think with Scarlet Witch, it's been very interesting to see what's happened with this character. Obviously, started out in more of an antagonistic role with her twin brother Quicksilver, whom she lost in Avengers: Age of Ultron, but. What's crazy about Scarlet Witch, and no pun intended, because I don't like all the crazy stuff for Scarlet Witch in the comics, what's interesting about this character and tracking her through the MCU is 
I'm so glad that she's going to get her own Disney Plus show because I feel like every time, and I'm not, I don't say this as a criticism, it's just there's only so much time in these ensemble pictures, but every time it seems like Scarlet Witch is uh, is about to really break out, something happens and she doesn't get to, you know, we don't get to see that continue. You know, she has a, she has a, a great kind of finale in Avengers Age of Ultron. She has a great showing in that final battle. She gets the pep talk from Hawkeye, and then she's just out there just doing damage to those Ultron bots. She's a very powerful character. She actually strikes the the killing bro the killing blow on one of the X-Men or not X-Men, Ultron bots. Sorry, we were talking about X-Men <laughs> in a Patreon credit scene right before we recorded this. Uh she strikes that killing blow. She rips the heart out of one of the Ultron bots, not the the second to last one that lived. Vision got the last one. Um, and so she has this great showing, but then Civil War, she, we see what happens in, in Lagos and she, as she's trying to prevent an explosion in this market, she ends up, uh, you know, the, the, the explosion ends up killing a bunch of people in an office building, including some Wakandans. And that brings Black Panther into the story for the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Um, but it's interesting because, but that, again, it's like a, it's a start stop kind of thing for Scarlet Witch. She gets going and then something happens and she's on the sidelines. All the way up through Infinity War, where you know she's the she's the last line of defense for Vision, and then that stops working. She has to come out and help the Avengers and everybody in Wakanda battle the Outriders, and so we see her with this tremendous showing this tremendous power level. Uh, so Okoye even says, "Why was she up there this whole time?" And so we see how powerful <laughs> Scarlet Witch is, and we see her going being so powerful and even being able to destroy the Mind Stone, and that's it. She got it. She beat Thanos. Nope, he's got a Time Stone, turns it back, undoes what she did, and then she turns to dust. So I really like Scarlet Witch, and there's a lot of interesting things going on with this character, uh, but I, I really can't wait to see her come back in Avengers Endgame and then in this Disney Plus series because I feel like every time she gets going, something happens, and, and it just it just stalls. And it's not... It's not bad storytelling. It's it's all been done and set up very very well. Um, but when you just when you want to see this character reach the next level in in the story, uh, her progress you know her her progress it it stalls out a few times over the course of her uh, over the course of her arc in the MCU. Yeah, the Scarlet Witch is just, and I've gone on record to talk about just the character in general, not just the MCU version, but this, the character in the comic books, there's a lot of weird baggage with that character with me. And we've all, I've always talked about how the writers, her power levels are all very, just, they're not specific, very specific. And they, the writers will tailor her power set to whatever they need to be. There's mm-hmm. not really a lot of consistency. And I definitely prefer the MCU version to the comic book version, just totally. because I think the, I think the, the the comic book version is, like I said, there's a lot of baggage with that. With the MCU version, it's way more stripped down and basic, and I, and I like that idea. And I, and I like that they they keep a lot of those the most interesting elements of her from the comic books into the MCU, and we get them here. And those would obviously be the fact that she's got a close relationship with her brother, and mm-hmm. that I, I do I am I was disappointed the fact that they killed off Pietro right away. I've always liked Quicksilver. I love the fact that he kind of could go either good guy, bad guy, whether depending on the situation, depending on what needed, you know, what he thought. Cause he wasn't, I've always liked that idea. The fact that, you know, and it, it same kind of goes for Scarlet Witch, more so Pietro than, 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 than Wanda, but that he could kind of go back and forth. Like he was an Avenger. He was, uh, you know, he married an inhuman crystal from the inhumans. He 
kind of went back to his father. He just he worked for X Factor, the government. The Quicksilver kind of did a little bit of everything, and he never really. He kind of just—he was a very complex character. I, I always really appreciated that about him, and and I think that with Wanda, she kind of she liked to kind of hang out with the Avengers. She never did much X Men stuff. She always kind of clung to them, and, and then obviously got in a relationship with Vision. And I like the aspect that, you know, someone like her could could fall in love with a artificial AI intelligence. And there was it was so natural for that, and I, I love that they carry that over into this the MCU because I think there is a certain beauty to that, you know, and, and there's obviously, I, th- I think that's headed different in, in a direction that we'll, we'll get into a little bit later. But as far as that, as her personality goes, I think Wanda is very, is kind of just didn't know what she wanted in life. And I feel like you get a lot of that in this movie and she kind of follows Pietro in, you know, AKA Quicksilver people who don't know. She follows her, follows him kind of around. And I feel like he's kind of the leader. And I think it's not until, you know, when they're separated and she has to become her own, her own person in age of Ultron with that speak, uh, that speech with Hawkeye, which I think is one of, Hawkeye Clinton Barton's best performances and aspects in the entire MCU oh, for the no, character. I, I think it's, I think it's his best moment in the MCU. Yeah. I, 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 it, I even, it's even who someone who hates Clinton Barton in the MCU actually does like that part. It's a good speech. And it's a great speech and it's delivered well. And I feel that the payoff is perfect because he, you know, because Wanda is a powerful character, regardless of what power level you give her, in the movies or in the comic books, she's a very, very powerful character. She could basically, I think if she went toe to toe with the Hulk, she'd be able to hold her own for a while. I'm not sure yeah, she'd I mean, beat the Hulk. Look at what she does in Wakanda. Like those huge she, machines yeah, come up she, like, she, no, but my point is like, that's showing her power level. Like, right. But, okay. Yeah. Like, yeah, no, I'm, I'm agreeing with you. I'm not, I'm not like, no, 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 what no. she does right. there is like, it's, it's an extremely powerful move that she does, which, you know, which again is punctuated perfectly by, uh, that line from Akoya, why was she up there all this time? Like she's right. clearly a powerful character. So yeah, that's the part that excites me. Like there's so much that that we can see with this character. Like there's so much untapped potential because every time we see her power level, there's there always ends up being some reason that she doesn't like continue in the battle. Um, you know, either because people are afraid of her because you know an accident happens, like we see in in civil war or she's put on a a specific job of guarding vision of being you know, that last line of defense in infinity war, where now that we finally see her power level in the battle of Wakanda, now she's gone. (laughs) Like she's dead at the moment. Like there's there's always just something that happens that kind of takes Scarlet witch uh, off the table. But, but I think part of the reason why is the power level though. I think, you know, to your point, like if she's around all the time and she's just this extraordinarily powerful person, like it's, I mean, she can solve, she can end a lot of battles and a lot of conflicts with the Avengers very, very quickly. So I think that's why they've had to, you know, focus on the idea that she's not, uh, you know, in Civil War specifically, she wasn't quite ready uh, for everything that they were training her to do. And then now, obviously, in in Infinity War, she's been rendered dead and and thus unable to to use her powers. But yeah, I mean, this is a character who's clearly one of the most powerful uh, heroes that we have in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And she's also done a lot to shape the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I mean, it was right. granted when she was more on the bad side of things. You know, she's the one who, you know, played on the post-traumatic stress and all the fears that Tony was having and giving him 
that dream or that nightmarish vision uh, that showed, uh, you know, that that ultimately led to him opening the door that Ultron walked through uh, in Avengers: Age of Ultron. But you know, as she made her turn for, as we, as she made her turn for good, like we've seen, I think we've seen a lot of interesting things for for this character. I mean, losing her brother, trying to learn how to be an Avenger. We see her training. Uh, not just to be a powerful superhero, but also learning how to how to spy, learning how to investigate in the beginning of Captain America's Civil War. Mm. There's a lot of stuff that she's still learning and, and trying to figure out, uh, but then even a lot of that gets interrupted because she's had to be more on the run, uh, you know, at the end, because she's Team Steve by the end of that film, and, and of course they're all on the run for a couple years after uh, after Captain America's Civil War until we pick up with them again in uh, in Avengers Infinity War. So there's a lot of interesting things happening with Scarlet Witch. And I know there, you know, I know she probably wasn't ever going to get her own movie. And that's where the Disney Plus series really comes into play because there's just so much territory with this character. And I, I still give, even though her role in the MCU has been relatively limited, even in these ensemble films, I give Marvel Studios a lot of credit because I mean you and I have talked about it before, so I won't get all the way into it here and go through the whole thing. But there's a lot of stuff with Scarlet Witch that I just don't like in the comics. You know, I feel like her defining moments are basically her losing her mind, and, and that's yeah. just not you know that's not what a character should be known for, especially somebody who's one of our heroes and somebody who's such a powerful character. We there should it, it should be better than that, uh, and that's not really what it's been in the comics. But the MCU has done I think a better job, and they will continue to do a better job. And uh, you know they'll have so much more that they can that they can explore with the Disney Plus series, because uh, yeah, this is a I think this is a great character that we've just we've only scratched the surface of uh, in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yeah, there's there's a lot of psychological things I think you can do with the character, and I think that we are going to get that a lot with which we'll talk about later with Vision as well in in Endgame, and I think that or after Endgame, excuse me, because she's dead right now, as of now. Yeah. And I think we'll probably, and again, I, I was we're probably going to get time. A, yeah, <laughs> yeah. What am I supposed to do? So I, I think she's going to be. We're going to get a, a, some kind of idea, kind of like a la uh, the last the ending of Avengers, where we kind of kind of see where everyone's kind of going mm. at, or where they're going at some point. And I think that with Scarlet Witch and Vision having. I think there's a great story to be told that you could tell the I or go and dabble a little bit, not in her losing her mind necessarily, but showing that her power level and what she can do and how she needs to, you know, understand to keep herself in control. Cause I think we've got to see the the kids. I think we've got to see her create her children. And I think that I don't think we have to see it that way. We could see Vision be the one who creates the children. True. We and that's true. But I we think we have the Tom to see King that. version of that. Right. And I think that's where I was kind of going with it, too, is I think that there is I think this is where I think the difference is going to be. I think they're going to do it together. Like they're, it's going to be both of them together giving them life. So it's going to be literally that. I mean, it's going to sound weird me saying this, but it's literally like them like like coming together and, and, and creating these children, not in the traditional sense, but in the power level sense. Yeah, so we're, we're just, the only thing that's a little bit different there is Scarlet Witch's powers, which in the same way that they are ill-defined in the comics, they're not a hundred percent locked in, in the MCU, okay. but, but it does appear to be more telekinetic in nature. It's not so much changing reality to the point where she can create children that, that not only does she think are real, but that other people might think are real. Um, we haven't seen her have that kind of power 
in the MCU, which is do- which is not to say that we she won't get that power kind of power and we won't see it, but that's where I think maybe the Tom King Vision stuff comes in and Vision gets into it. But before we get into the end game uh, for these characters, oh, we talked about uh, we, we talked about Scarlet Witch. Let's give some time to Vision uh, before we explore the end game. Um, Vision has one of the best introductions, I think, in the entire Marvel Cinematic Universe, and it's set up by something that it when I first watched it, you know, the whole like who can lift the hammer at the begin at the party scene in Avengers Age of Ultron. You think that's just a bit. Uh, but to have that actually show how they trust Vision when they absolutely should not, every instinct should be to not trust Vision and think that he's just another version of, of Ultron who's going to try and kill him. him. Having him being able to uh, lift Mjolnir, like that was just awesome. I love that scene. Uh, and Paul Bettany is just, oh, man, all of the casting in the MCU are the vast majority of the casting in the MCU is pretty great, but... Yeah. Paul Bettany's up there among you know the very best of the casting in the MCU, I think. He's just been so great as Vision. And this is another character where, in the same way that Scarlet Witch is trying to discover herself, Vision kind of has his own journey. And I think that points to why these characters you know, connect with one another, is they're both kind of outsiders, and they're both very, very powerful, but they're also both, they both have to deal with being feared. You know, Scarlet Witch is feared because, you know, she started out as an antagonist for the Avengers. And then also what happened in Captain in the beginning of Captain America Civil War. But Vision was feared as well. You know, there's because of the experience with Ultron, there was uh, apprehension about Vision. And I think even with the, you know, him being able to lift up Mjolnir, I, I think that was enough to be like, OK, well, we just got to team up with Vision. But I think there is still some concern and kind of an intimidation factor a little bit with Vision. And so I think that's where those two characters can kind of relate to one another is because they don't feel like there's anybody else who can understand them. So they, it's, they might as well understand each other. And like, I love that scene between the two of them in the kitchen in Captain America civil war, and then seeing that progress into, you know, presumably a relationship that's been going on for a couple years. As they say that we've been stealing these moments uh, as they've been trying to, as best they can build some sort of romantic relationship uh, in between civil war and Avengers infinity war yeah, with Vision, it's just such, he's such a fascinating character and played so well uh, by Paul Bettany, and and it's a character who's kind of learning that he's fallible in a way that he's that he didn't think he was supposed to be. Like it's uh, it's I think it's an underrated moment. Uh, you know, people focus on I think not necessarily the what's at least the most meaningful aspect of it to me for Vision is when he hurts Rhodey, not because it's like this cool moment because he hurt Rhodey in Captain America Civil War, but the fact that Vision was distracted. You know, it was Vision's affection for Wanda that had him, that had him, you know, not necessarily paying attention to what he was doing, and there was a catastrophic result. And I think Vision was kind of taken aback by that because he's not supposed to have those emotional breaks. He's not supposed to have those kinds of distractions. Uh, But that's Vision kind of teetering on that line between being you know, a robot or being a human. That's making what makes him the, the synthesoid. Like, I think there's just, there's so much interesting material there with vision and tracking that all the way through, you know, we see the sacrifice he's willing to make. He's like, just destroy the mind stone, get rid of it. You know, let me sacrifice myself to save the day and make sure that Thanos doesn't get what he wants. Uh, and of course that they try to make that decision when it's, when it's ultimately too late. Um, but when Vision comes back, I mean, there's going to be a lot of interesting things there, and I have all kinds of theories as we shift into talking about the Endgame stuff in, in a little bit. But yeah, there's been so much good material with Vision, 
And I think the material can get that much more interesting depending on what happens in Endgame, uh, you know, because presumably he's going to come back if he's going to be on a show with Scarlet Witch. I don't think it's going to be a prequel. So I do think there's going to be a lot of interesting things that, that happen that can happen with Vision, and a lot of it's been set up based on what we've already seen. I, for one, have, I will gladly admit the how I, I, I was wrong about Vision initially, and I was not super keen on him in Age of Ultron. I didn't like his look, and I know this is very classic me uh, complain about characters' designs and heads and hair and whatnot, and the fact that he had regular eyeballs including besides Ultron, it did bother me at first. Uh, and, and it just, it just was kind of like, I didn't really know what to think of the character. I, again, my first viewing of age of Ultron was just very, that wasn't great. It wasn't a great experience. And I tried to, and I've since then have tried to, to like the movie more and have it, but there's one thing that did change in my rewatchings of the film, especially the last time I think that really solidified is I love the vision character. I think that civil war really helped get that kind of squared away a little bit for me. I felt like this, I liked the, I just liked the direction and, and, and then the writing a little bit more with him in the movie, uh, than I did of age of Ultron. And, and it's probably because he's already established at that point. But when I went back and rewatched age of Ultron, the, the couple times I have, especially the last time I really just started really digging Paul Bettany's version of the vision. And I loved a lot of things that Joss Whedon did do with the character. Mm-hmm. And it made me appreciate a lot more of what they did. I, I think that it's definitely more in line. He definitely feels a little bit more, uh, it's, it's it's almost like he's his he's his comic book character, but even more so. It's, it seems like they've kind of amplified that. I you know, and I'm not like the world's biggest Vision fan, but he definitely feels like he's a little more, even more extreme. Um, and let's see, in, in, the, in the sense to where he's almost a little more human than mm-hmm. he would be in the comic books, I would say. But he's still like that the synthesoid, as you said, Sean. But I like that about it. I actually really like the character. I like the character in the comics, too, don't get me wrong. But I really like this version of, of Vision. And I think Paul Benny does a great job of, of giving a performance of someone who doesn't want to be human, but has these mutual feelings for someone that is human. And I think that's what's kind of a little more interesting is vision kind of uh accepts his androidism or androidness if you will in the comic books more than he does in the movie the movie he just kind of it seems like he's like i don't know it's, it's hard to explain but it seems like he doesn't mind being an android but he's almost like trying to be as human as possible if that makes any sense well i think um, he doesn't know like it's interesting when he says uh, you know i'm not I'm not Jarvis. I'm not Ultron. He just says, I am, you know? And yes. like, so he doesn't yeah. really know what he is, but that is, that is vision in the comics. It might be a little more pronounced in terms of him trying to feel like mm-hmm. he knows he's a, he's a synthesoid and whatever, but right. There is, he is battling with that. Like, cause that is part of the comics too. Like when he first starts falling in love with Scarlet Witch and he's realizing that he's developing feelings, something that he didn't know he would have and be capable of. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it's interesting to see that, kind of that portion of it uh being you know being explored but we see it, i think it's just manifests a little bit differently in the movies and it's a little more subtle because they don't necessarily spell everything out in terms of what's happening with vision but i think you can kind of see it you know i mean the 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 fact that he's you know making himself wear sweaters when he's in the house does vision need to show up in a sweater nope <laughs> like, of yeah. course not but there is that part of him that wants to but i wonder if he does that 
for himself or does he do it for the benefit of others? Does he do it to make mm. others more comfortable around him? I think there's a part of it that, you know, there's a part of him that does it for himself. Like when he's there privately in that hotel room with Wanda in, in uh, Infinity War, he's taken on a fully human form. And so I don't know if that's just Wanda's preference, but I don't think that would have been Wanda's preference. I don't think Wanda would tell him, like, you got to look more like a regular dude if we're going to be together. Like, I think that is probably more of Vision, like, maybe wanting to be, as he's feeling more human, wanting to, you know, wanting his outward appearance to to match that. Now, some of that's interpretation, because, again, we don't have dialogue spelling that out, but I'm fine with trying to interpret Vision's behavior uh, but there's been so much great stuff with Vision. He has one of my all-time favorite scenes. That's why I like Avengers Age of Ultron more than a lot of people do. I'm, I'm not here to say it's one of the best Marvel movies. It's not. But it does have what I think is one of the best Marvel scenes, and it is that final confrontation between Vision and the last Ultron bot. I love that whole sequence. Uh, and uh, Paul Bettany is just so... He just absolutely nails it in that performance, and that's some of Joss Whedon's best writing, uh, the back and forth between Vision and Ultron uh, in that scene. Uh, but yeah, Vision's just been such a, such an interesting character, and that I'm actually now that we're getting the Disney Plus stuff, I'm actually kind of glad that we haven't expo- that there are so many things we haven't explored with these characters because it gives us so much more territory to to be covered in a limited series. It's actually going to run for what you know six or eight episodes, so we're going to get a lot of material, and that's great because we have so much more room to explore. Yeah. I think Vision literally elevates Age of Ultron. I really do. I think totally. it, it dra- totally. I think it totally I think it drags for a while. I think that, I think it's a, a fantastic opening. It drags for a long time. There's a cool moment when they have the Vision body, they're, you know, and Captain America. I love that scene with Captain America versus Ultron and, and they're having that whole thing go on. Specifically with Captain America, the, the stuff with the, the green screen with uh, Black Widow is weird in her motorcycle. It's just too much for me. Um, but that being said, when Vision shows up in the movie, it just it gets a lot better. And it just totally makes it be, oh, man, this is it feels like an Avengers movie at this point for me, like as, yeah. far, as far as a comic book fan. And there's moments like you said, Sean, with. There's just when I see him, when he rescues Scarlet Witch, it's like it's a really beautiful moment. Like you could see the connection. They did a they did a uh, Joss Whedon and and, and uh, the actors, they did a great job of just getting that moment right. Like, there's an instant connection mm-hmm. between the two of them and you see it right there. And it's and it, you see it in the moment because he obviously saves her and it's yep. going to be emotional tie to that. But the way they lock eyes together, it's mm-hmm. just, it's beautiful. It's a beautiful moment. It really is. I love that moment. Yeah, and it's it, one of my favorite moments in the movie. Yeah, no, it's a great moment. And I think, you know, when you look at that that scene that I was talking about between Vision and that last Ultron bot, you're right in that Vision elevates Age of Ultron. Because I think Vision is thematically what makes Age of Ultron work. Because the way I've, I've always read it is, uh, you know, Joss Whedon talked about how Avengers Age of Ultron, he called it this deeply personal film even more so than he talked about avengers being a personal film and so a lot of people wonder what does he mean by that but there's a part of the way i interpret it is i think when you look at that last scene between vision and ultron but plus what happens throughout the film and the conversations that people have you know debates that ultron briefly has with vision and scarlet witch when they discover the true nature of his plan is but i think it, it really shows up in the vision and ultron stuff is that it's joss whedon having a debate within himself 
about you know his about how he feels about humanity and it's his cynicism uh, about humanity versus his optimism about humanity and, and the nature of human beings and so and I think it I think a lot of that granted there are some issues with the execution in Avengers Age of Ultron but I think it's the heart is there and so much of that heart comes from vision um as far as we look forward into Avengers Endgame I, I would imagine Paul, it's going to be a minute before we see these characters in Avengers Endgame. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So Scarlet Witch, I mean, the terms, it, how she comes back, she's going to come back however all the snap people come back. Um, but for Vision, he's pre-snap. So what does that mean? Um, now, if they, if it's a thing that they go back in time and, and undo things before the snap happened, then I guess, way before the snap happened, then I guess, I guess Vision's death counts for that as well. But... Um, I am curious what happens with Vision in terms of how he comes back. Because if you've listened to this show for any length of time besides just this episode, you might know that, you know, speaking of Civil War, when Vision talks about the Mind Stone and he says, you know, how he wants to understand it so that maybe one day he can control it rather than it controlling him. And that actually plays into, a, you know, a moment that we didn't touch on yet between Vision and Scarlet Witch where she actually attacks him in order to get out of Avengers compound because he's ultimately the one holding her there. She manipulates the mind stone in order to make him increase his density. So he completely falls through the floor and then the ground and just keeps going. But I think, you know, that just shows that weakness of vision of not being able to control the mind stone. And so I've just always interpreted, I've always felt like that speech. I mean, it was written by Marcus and McFeely, who are writing Avengers Infinity War and Avengers Endgame. It's a Russo Brothers film, so I, and I got to feel like that's in there for a reason, and that's going to really pay off in a meaningful way. And, and while you could say maybe it already did because Vision knew that Scarlet Witch would be able to shatter the Mind Stone, yeah, that could count, but I feel like maybe there would be more to it. And so... One theory that I've had is that Vision survives inside the Mind Stone, and he's kind of the man inside on Thanos' Infinity Gauntlet that becomes the the weakness that maybe helps the Avengers gain an mm -hmm. advantage. There's that idea, but there's also the idea that Vision can be brought back to life without the Mind Stone. You know, that even though Shuri I, you know, is, has presumably been snapped, she was hitting some buttons on her little touchscreen right when Corvus Glaive showed up. So I know a lot of people think that maybe she was saving her work from Vision, and that once she comes back from the snap, she'll be able to go back in and rebuild Vision uh, without the Mind Stone. But I do think in terms of an endgame for Vision, I, I don't think he'll get to keep the Mind Stone, even if he's still alive inside of it. I think they'll still have to, you know, it, it'll be used to bring him back to life, to bring his body back to life, but then Shuri would finish her work. Because I think in order to really set up the Vision and Scarlet Witch series, well, they don't have to do it this way, but it wouldn't surprise me if they take that approach, is you know, to make things, you know, to create a status quo for Vision that isn't easy, that goes back to people wondering what the hell is going to happen next with Vision. And so to see what Vision looks like without the Mind Stone and how he would operate without the Mind Stone, uh, that kind of feels like the status quo for Vision. So regardless of how he comes back, I don't think he gets to keep the Mind Stone uh, in Avenger after at, when it's all said and done in Avengers Endgame. I think that's accurate, and I'm going to go a step further and think there's going to be, for lack of a better, better term, a costume change. I think that is a 
that is a given. And I think that they hinted that with the grayed out vision. And we also have it hinted from Bruce Banner. He goes, I'm saying that vision is more than the mind stone. Mm -hmm. And again, I'm paraphrasing, but he says that in the movie. So he's already, you're you're already setting that up with, with that, with that line. And that, that Bruce already hints at that. The mind stone is gives, I, I, to me, the way I interpret what Bruce was saying, it was the mind stone gives vision an even more of a boost than what he already has. He's obviously very powerful with it, but he's still a powerful, you know, he still be a legitimate being without it. And I think that's what we're, what we're going to get. I wouldn't be surprised if he gets it before pre snap or pre post snap, if that makes any sense, uh, before everything gets fixed at the end of the movie. It wouldn't surprise me if Vision that one of the surprises that Vision does come back and, he, and he's operational in some capacity. But I think what's going to happen is the end game is we're going to get some. I'm not sure what costume change we're going to get because Vision's only had two different looks essentially. He's got the all white look and he's got the the classic look and the red and yellow and green that we got mainly from this movie or the MCU right now. So I think there could be something like that, especially the fact that they're going to do a vision and Scarlet witch miniseries. I, again, I think they said it's both, right? It's not just Scarlet witch. It's a vision and Scarlet witch miniseries. Well, nothing's been, nothing's been announced Official. at all. So it was originally reported as a Scarlet witch series. I think that was Hollywood reporter of variety. And then, uh, I think it was slash film that talked about vision having at the very least having a more prominent, uh, you know, supporting role in there, or that perhaps it could be a, a vision and Scarlet witch series. And now it's more commonly just being reported on as Vision and Scarlet Witch as opposed to, you know, Scarlet Witch featuring right. Vision. Yeah. And so I think that with that being said, you're going to you also are probably going to want to set up this new miniseries and try to get a costume that doesn't isn't going to be super convoluted to get into and and to shoot because it's going to be a little bit longer as far as shooting wise. Well, I think so he'll I almost, also probably take as much human form as he can. See, I'm wondering, and that's what if I'm he wondering can do too. That with, but can he do that part of it without the mind without stone? the mind stone? Yeah. So, and that's where I don't know, and that's what I'm trying to figure out. I'm with you too, Sean. That I think that he it, he's going to play something. His personality, his essence, uh, is going to be somewhere in that mind stone to really help out hurt him, Gamora. They're going to play a part into defeating Thanos, and I think that he'll play that part. But as far as post when everything gets fixed, I think that he's going to be a different vision. It's not going to be the same exact vision. There's going to be differences. And that's a good point. Will he be more human? We don't know. I don't think so. I think human. Exactly. That's what I'm wondering. And so that's where I think where we might get that, the, a grayish looking vision where it's going to be a little bit more robotic maybe, or maybe it won't be the same person that, that she fell in love with, but it's someone totally different. And that, that miniseries could be her trying to like reconcile the fact that she doesn't have that person anymore, but she, he still exists in some way with her, but it's not the same person. Which has happened in the comics, by the yeah, way. Yeah, that's no, that's well, that has literally happened in the comics. Yeah, I mean, regardless of the color scheme, yeah, no, that that totally happened. So there there is a precedent. That's why a lot of people think that that could be that. We're not the only ones here with these theories, by the way. I'm not saying that we're oh we're the only we ones. Are? Although I I was talking, <laughs> I was sharing the alive inside the mind stone the mind stone theory before anybody else was. So if that pans out, that one's mine, and I get credit for it, and everybody should <laughs> <laughs> credit me properly. But beyond, but the idea of him coming back and having a different personality. Whether he has the Mind Stone or not, you could say that he comes back from this and he's different, because just simply through the nature of the experience 
that he's uh, that he's gone through in Avengers Infinity War slash Avengers Endgame. Uh, but I think you want to lean into those things, regardless of the color scheme of the costume or whatever. I think mentally and emotionally, you really want to get into uh, vision and and maybe having it actually seem like everything's okay. And then maybe part of the the, the process of discovery for for Wanda is that maybe Vision's not okay. That Vision's not the same. Maybe he seems like he is, but there are just little things happening that are kind of evidence that maybe he's not the same anymore. And then having to you know reconcile that and see what all that means and, and how things need to be resolved. But I think there's just there's so much to go through with these characters. And obviously, when we look at Vision, you look at the idea of the two of these characters creating a family. You know, there's plenty of comic book backstory to go with, but specifically for Vision. Uh, we haven't talked about it on the Marvel Unlimited Book Club on the Patreon, but eventually we will. There's that amazing Tom King vision run from a couple of years ago. And if you're not familiar with that, essentially it was Vision who he had created a family for himself, wife, kids, even a dog. You know, he created the whole thing. He was just trying to have the the typical nuclear family, and he was just trying to have that for himself. But there were a lot of things going on that were causing issues, and and there were also you know things that ha- happened that made the Avengers kind of lose trust in Vision, and, and played on the idea that they've always kind of been afraid of Vision. And those things I would love to see explored in this series, because uh, it can actually be explored with both characters. It obviously needs to be adapted. They can't do that. They can't do that story straight up because that is a Vision story. It's not a Vision and Wanda series she's part of it but it's you know vision and wanda aren't together in that series so her part in it is is very very small so this would change it but i would love if they borrowed some of those aspects and maybe applied it to both of those characters as here's two characters that of all the avengers who are out there you take these two characters who might be as much of outsiders as any characters who have been on the avengers roster and yet they're the ones who want a quote normal life more than any of the other Avengers actually do. And yet there are circumstances that will unfold before them that prevent them from having it. And so I, I think that's the kind of stuff that I would just find so compelling for them. So yet when I think about them for Avengers Endgame, well, it's not really an endgame for them because we know their story is going to carry on in this Disney Plus series. Uh, but I wonder what we might get in Avengers Endgame that suggests a shift to their status quo, or maybe it won't. Maybe we won't get that much setup. I don't think Avengers Endgame is going to be like watch Disney Plus, kids. You know, <laughs> like it's not going to do that. Right. Uh, well, but maybe I think there's a possible. I think we, I think it would not... be. You know, it's just leaving the door open. Like, hey, maybe exactly. maybe mm-hmm. you want to like walk through this and explore that later. I don't think it's going to be like you know a direct point to this is what we're I doing agree. next. Um, but in terms of what we would see, you know, we talked about theories for vision when it comes to Scarlet, Witch. obviously she has to, you know, we have to figure out this whole thing for her when it comes to, you know, how she comes back. But as I said, whatever, whatever fixes the snap for everybody else is presumably what would fix her. Uh, but what I do hope is that when she does come back, I hope she gets another big action moment that kind of is that last thing, because as I mentioned before, she's had a lot of. She had a lot of starts and then stops. And so what I kind of hope is that she comes back, does something that is the most powerful thing we've ever seen from her. And then it's like, that's kind of the announcement of of like, okay, Scarlet Witch is here. And this time she's here to stay. You know, she's not, 
everybody's on notice that this is one of the most powerful characters in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and she's got a handle on herself now. She's ready to go, uh, which doesn't necessarily mean she wants to, you know, she wants to use those powers because maybe she just wants a family life, a quiet family life uh, with Vision. But at least it puts everybody on notice that this is uh, this is a powerful character who's who's here to stay, and and she is a force to be reckoned with. So even though she may not necessarily crave that battle, uh, you certainly don't want to draw her into one uh, because she's going to mess you up. For me, I think that there's an, an end game. I, I hope that they have some kind of uh, some kind of cl- climatic uh, cinema, cinematic climatic uh, fight. In involvement because I, I like them. I like those both those characters together as far as fighting together, and I think that they're again. I, I'm a Vision fan of the MCU, and I, I would love to see them have a, a piece at Thanos, considering what they did and, and went through uh, in the uh, in, in Infinity War. And it's a sad because if you think about it, Vision was out of commission the whole time. Like the most powerful people were pretty much gone. Hulk, Vision, Scarlet yeah. Witch was the only one, but she's pretty much protecting the one stone with, with vision. So like she was, again, she was on the, 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 the back protect, you know, last line defense and basically came in and you know, last minute to kind of, you know, mess some crap up. So I hope that as far as end game goes, I hope that they have some kind of, there is some epic battle. That's what I'm hoping for. I'm, I think we're going to get plenty of epic battles in, in, in end game, so. but no, I think there's going to be, I don't think the, the epic battle ends with, the snap is undone and everybody's back and they're like, Hey, what happened? No. Right. I think everybody comes back. I think there's a big battle. Everybody comes back and then there's the all hell breaks loose. Everybody's here battle, which will be awesome. Which that that'll be if they if, which I think if anyone can pull it off it's the Russos obviously because the Russos have, have shown us they can do yeah. that with many different characters. So and, and as far as post end game. You know, I, I just, I have a feeling that there is, there's a lot of cool emotional depth you can do with those two characters, mm-hmm. regardless of where vision's at, at that point in, 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 in at time. And I think we have one thing I was going to touch on earlier. You wanted to wait till I think the, the, the end here, Sean was, I think that they have established that she's able to bring out and, and set emotions and trigger points for That's emotions. True. And That's we true. have that with Tony Stark, Mr. Stark, Tony Stark, almost a Tony Stank. Um, so with that, I think that there, what, what we could see happen is not create them from her hex powers like, you know, magically yeah. as we got, you know, but maybe we can have, again, like, like I said, a combination of combining the Vision characters and the Young Avengers characters, Wiccan and um, Wiccan and uh, Speed, they put, we can somehow bridge the gap with both those characters, with Vision, uh, Viv, and uh, I forgot the other the, the boy's name, um, and then we could bring those together and somehow it, we could potentially see Vision create the children, but then it's Wanda giving them their personalities with her powers. Mm. And I think that's where we could go with it. And that's where you could see maybe the creation of maybe the potential Young Avengers, which I know there's they're, they're definitely writing a Young Avengers movie at some point. Or there's, there's talk of that or rumors of that happening. You could see the seeds of that happening here. And again, you, you could be basically br- – um, coming together with the elements of both those characters or those characters arcs from the vision, the, the amazing Tom King vision comic books, and also the original, you know, the original ki- uh, kids characters that 
eventually became a part of Wanda's imagination that they weren't technically real. And I think that's too much for mainstream audiences, obviously. But but to me, if you did that, that'd be the best of both worlds. So that's where I'm kind of thinking they could go with it. And it, yeah. But I'd also I also don't know if Disney Plus would do that because that's pretty. That's a very psychological. That's like you know borderline Peter David Hulk stuff I mean, we talk it about, could right? Be nutty, but like. I mean, I could go a step further and give you the M. Night Shyamalan version of that series <laughs> that you're going yeah, on. Yeah, I mean, yeah, like, right? As, as far as the reality-bending stuff, like, you're right. We saw, we've seen it. I, I shouldn't have said we haven't seen it at all in the MCU. It's just very different. It's it's a temporary thing. You know, she can right, mess exactly. with people and give them a little vision, no pun intended. Uh, but then it wears off. You know, minutes later, mm-hmm. it wears off, and then that's it. So we haven't necessarily seen something where she could create children and sustain that. But... Because she can manipulate reality for somebody. What if we find out at the end of the series that because Vision is so messed up that that we find out that actually this, you know, we spent several episodes thinking that they have this family and this whatever. But then the twist is that Scarlet Witch is not creating the family for herself. She's manipulating Vision's mind and created a family for him in order to keep him like stable post Mind Stone. Because otherwise everybody thinks he's going to lose it. So that's the M. Night Shyamalan version Ooh. of Scarlet Witch and Vision. Um, and if I get that right, that's an all-time call. Uh, but- <laughs> Dude. Well, well what, if, what, if that's, what if that's like the first episode? What could if it's be. her? I mean, is it, there, cre- there, and, and, yeah. yeah. You know what I'm going It may with, not be at the right? end. It could be like a twist at the end. Like, you realize, oh, this is, there's something going on here. And like Scarlet Witch is doing it. So it's not so much that she's gone off the deep end and is imagining a family for herself. But like, this is her way of like trying to save vision is while they're figuring stuff out. Mm-hmm. She's created this exactly this life for him and is just constantly manipulating him to make it seem like that he has something that he doesn't have. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. I could totally see something like that happening. I, I do expect the vision and Scarlet Witch series to be a little wild and a little bit out there. I mean, what, what, I hope so. It, it kind of needs to be like as much as I'd be t- totally happy to watch like the cooking show with Vision and Scarlet Witch. Like that's on oh, YouTube. Because- that's for YouTube, not Disney Plus. Like they should be able. They're gonna have to do. They're gonna have to explore some some ter- some different territory with this. And and we know that these characters have been through some different things. And and I don't want them to do a lot of the things they the missteps they have taken in the comics, particularly with Scarlet Witch in the MCU. But there are other ways to do it that would be much better. And so, yeah, I, I just, I think there's a lot that can happen with these two characters. So it's interesting in this, the whole, the whole theme of this with these characters being in the end game, because so much of their stories is just going to be beginning, I think after Avengers end game. But uh, I do think it will be, we will, we will see some shift to their status quo. I think for sure after that movie, uh, and it'll just be interesting to see, uh, interesting to see what it's going to be. But yeah, to your point though, wanting to see the big hero battle, I I want to see the same thing, and I hope Scarlet Witch gets an awesome action beat uh, in that moment, just to put everybody kind of uh, on notice again that Scarlet Witch is back, and and this time, uh, you know, she's she's here to stay unless she wants to retire in a house with Vision. Uh, but even then, there, that can set up a lot of uh, a lot of crazy and interesting things. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. But I think that's where we will wrap up the end game for Vision and Scarlet Witch. Thank you all so much for listening. I don't know what the Patreon credit scene is going to be for this episode yet. We're going to wait and record it just in case there is some news that breaks in the early part of the week that we definitely need to address. Uh, so we'll see what that is. But you can stay tuned to that and all of our exclusive content over at patreon.com slash Marvel Studios News. You can keep up with us every day on the website, marvelstudiosnews.com, socially, Marvel Studios News on uh, Facebook and Instagram, at Marvel Newscast on Twitter. Paul, where can they find you? 
You can find me posting pictures of my Marvel Legends toys that I'm putting around my computer at Herman22 with two N's, a.k.a. P-Thug. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Mr. Sean Gerber, Sean spelled S-E-A-N. So for Marvel Studios News and for Paul, I'm Sean. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. 